0: Woodcock, nestled among the thorny thicket of a damp woodland in spring, hidden away beneath the brambles and the bracken is where our woodcock dwell. At this time of year, wild woodlands are still naked of their leafy green gowns, but there's color and texture aplenty. Dark green holly leaves shimmer in the understory. The warm sheen of hazel bark reflects the dappled sunlight at dusk. The soft, muddy ground mingles with the mottled hues of last year's fallen leaves. Through the layers of leaves poke bright green shoots of bluebells, promising the imminent eruption of the woodland floor in all its floral finery. Our woodlands are transformed from their winter slumber to their early summer splendor. Woodland songbirds are coming to life at this time of year. The chaffinch, robin and wren filling the air with their song and animating the tangle of leafless trees with life. But there is one woodland-dwelling bird that looks and sounds quite distinctively different from the others. Woodcock. Woodcock is unlike the other woodland birds in countless ways. It looks odd with a strangely shaped head, great big eyes, and a long, straight beak. It's a wader, but waders don't normally live in woodlands. It flies amid the stars and hides away on the woodland floor by daylight. And hiding is something it does exceptionally well. Its cryptic camouflage is so effective that you'll seldom see a woodcock. Its underside is a muddy grey pattern that blends with the muddy ground they feed from. And the beautifully patterned brown body blends perfectly with the leafy litter of the woodland floor where it rests and nests. You're far more likely to hear a woodcock call than to see one. The call sounds like a few croaks from a toad, followed by a trill of mouse-like squeaks. But sometimes at this time of year, woodcock can be seen doing its strange, roading flight, when the males fly high to flaunt their acrobatic skills to the females watching from below. This self-advertising roading flight happens from March to July, with male woodcocks following the same precise route each dawn and dusk, over and over. I wonder if this flight causes some kind of elation, if it sparks the sense of thrill that it does to watch, or if perhaps it's a feat performed only to win the end goal, a willing mate. The females who go out to a clearing to watch the roading flight will have already found a suitable nesting site in the woods before they select their preferred mate. Apparently a female, also known as a hen, can identify the males individually by their calls. And once she's sufficiently impressed by a performance, she makes her choice by flying up to her intended mate and leads him back to her chosen nest site. In case that sounds like she holds all the cards in matters of mating, it is for a short time only. Once mated, the male sticks around only for a few days, until the eggs are laid. He does this not out of any amorous attachment, but to guard against other males coming too close and threatening the success of his genetic lineage. Once the eggs are laid, he returns to his roding flights. The most successful males can father four broods a year. Meanwhile, the hens incubate the eggs round the clock, leaving them only for short spells to feed herself. She raises the brood alone, When she's threatened, she can even carry her chicks in flight, tucking them up on her back or clasped between her legs. Woodcock feed by jabbing their long beaks down into the soft mud of a wet woodland floor, where the humus from decaying leaves enriches the soil and provides for plenty of nutritious worms and other invertebrate life. Ireland's original coins featured a woodcock in flight, first on the farthing coin, in use from 1928 to 1969, and then on the 50 pence piece. Numbers of woodcock grow each winter, when the woodcock moon, the first full moon in November, marks the beginning of the influx of wintering woodcock from the continent. They have long been a celebrated game bird here, and are mentioned in ancient mythology as a tasty bird to eat but their numbers have declined significantly in recent decades so there seems little wisdom in hunting them still we need more wild woodlands if woodcock are to survive to the next century whether seen or unseen they are undisputedly a distinguished part of our heritage